can you move that Monstera back, please? Monstera back. Right. Oh. Yeah. Backward. Yeah. Back, back towards the uh, Kauai. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, so, yeah exactly. Okay. I like you move around. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we get active in these chairs. Okay. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't check, check. Yeah, yeah we yeah. get some killer additions, bro. Chucky boy. You get, we oh, get yeah, some we plants. We some plants. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to get some native plants. We go on Ohia. We just got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's giving It's not here. I, I, I just said bring them home. Water. Okay. Too okay. much uh, shocked. Okay. Yeah, we like, oh, we need to put stuff on the walls. Oh, yeah, nice. we need to get more stuff. To bring some nice, life. Nice, in. nice, nice. Yeah. To bring some life into here, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, make the background look good when, um, when we post it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, we cherry, we cruising. Cruising for bruising. You guys all good? good. Can hear we me? We're all cherry? good. I can hear good. You can hear me. Just yeah. checking one. We're good. Everybody, mahalos for tuning in to another episode of How's This Podcast, presented by Texaco. Hey, we just want to um, mahalo you guys for tuning in, and we have our favorite brother once a month. You know the drill already. Yeah. Chucky Boy Chalk, director of Koi Museum. Chucky Boy, how's it going, brother? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for the privilege of being here. Of course. Oh, thank you. We're always stoked when you come in. You're good kind of stories. Hey. I love it. No, yeah. These ears, they just they they tingle. Yeah. They, they, they tingle. Turn into an elf when you come around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's people like you that uh, make it fun to share stories. Oh, yeah. good. No, because we love to hear them. So keep it going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, you know, since the last time uh, we met. Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. It's mm-hmm. been busy. Yeah, and it feels way longer than what it what it is. Yeah, it no, yeah. So I guess the biggest thing was we went to Oahu and. Um, there's the American Idol brother. He was he won, ended up winning. Hey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Killing it. <laughs> and so we, we were lucky because we, we got to be a part of the team <clears throat> and a bunch nice. of people who ended up helping putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. So there was him. Common Kings. Common Kings. Kavika Kayapo. Brah. He was my lead guitarist oh, years yeah? ago. <laughs> See, that's that's so <laughs> sick though. Because yeah. You know what I mean? Just just learning about right, uh, the, the guys that you, you've worked with or even grew up with and stuff like that. In 1980, he was my lead guitarist. Oh, Four cool. years. Yeah. Yeah, then. Oh. <laughs> brother Jack Johnson. Jack, brother all Jack. Those guys. So. First time I seen him perform live, too. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Like, everybody. And then also, too, it was interesting because the timing of it was, like, terrible. Like, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the worst. The worst. I yeah. mean, from the oh. front end, you'd never tell. But like they had a parade, and uh, for the high school, because basically the um, the brother man had graduate that day, and they did like a a parade, like kind of that, and that thing just I think took way too long, so they're like an hour late, so oh. it messed up the whole play times. But so ah. all these guys ended up just kind of playing together, and like playing their own songs. John Cruz, medleys, yeah, yeah, John Cruz, Halafunga, like all these people. Where they usually would just play by themselves and play their like their set, and this time it was super interesting. I don't think I w- we would ever like see it like that again, where they all just like impromptu, impromptu, yeah. make it yeah. happen, sing each other songs, you know. Where you're like, okay, like the biggest like medley. Oh, kind that's of thing. behind the, the the that's behind stories. That's yeah, stories. No, so it, it was super cool because I was like, oh dang, this is kind of uh, special. You know, you're not gonna like as a public person, you won't have the ability to hear this all the time. Oh yeah, it's a one-shot deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. like that was cool. So 
me and the co-host sit on on stage trying for stall for like what half hour. Oh, 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 oh. Hoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't even say yeah. You don't even say yeah. Oh, no, they, they were digging. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Because uh, the coordinator, he's a killer, but um. Even when they came, there was a little bit of like a hang up or so. I mean, at one point, I think someone was putting a fire extinguisher to one of the vans. Like, like I think something caught on fire as they were coming. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah like, all of this. Like the audience never knew, but like in the back, you just saw like people running around <laughs> trying to figure out. Like, gotta stall. We need this much more time. Oh. <laughs> like, there's all these things going on, and it ended up being super great. But because of that, we'd have this like super unique performance. But uh, did you guys get to meet all of the musicians? No. Um, or, or it, it was busy. It was too chaotic. It was chaotic. Mm. Everybody is running around trying to, like, make it happen. Because only had one week to put together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. One week to put together, and it ended up being, like, 10,000 people. Sure. So it was just, like, this big old event. So there's tons of – and it was weird, too, because we are in charge of some spots, but we didn't even know the other guys were in charge of the other spots. Uh. You know, like, the production guys were all these guys, and we were just on this side. So then we were like, <laughs> like yeah. so it was kind of a weird thing that you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Like even the week before, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? You, We went to Oahu, like <laughs> literally like, oh, I hope people come. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have a chance to um, interview Ian? Uh, no. no. He, oh. he, he was locked down. Shoulder yeah. to shoulder with American Idol producers. Yeah, so the American oh, Idol guys had him like locked super down. locked yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Understandable. Like five big security guards around him. Sure. Yeah. But it, w- it was cool because <clears throat> hearing, like, um, Jack them talk story on the microphone, is I didn't know he was from. Kahuku. Um, Kahuku, yeah. Yep. I didn't know. Yep. He lives so on the north. Born and raised. Yeah. It's amazing. That. <laughs> yeah. that is. But, I mean, and, and also, he's just, like, the most cool guy. Like, yeah. You know how, like, if you were that, like, a lot of musicians, they get super up there. Like, yeah. if things go wrong, they get kind of salty. Yeah. Can but I say something about him? Oh, yeah. 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 100%. What you saw is is the real Jack. He's twenty four seven. He's one way all the way on stage, surfing with his family. He's consistently the same guy. He's just the real deal. He's a neat guy. Um, I had a chance to um, do a project with him, mm-hmm. and it was for the uh, Polynesian Voyaging Society. It's, uh, it was for the Hokulea, the uh, Malama Honua, the first leg the world tour and now they're on the second leg right Moana Nui Akea but the Voyaging Society um, in fact there was a discussion that prior to Jack Johnson being a part of this there was a discussion with Nino Thompson who came over to Kauai Museum to talk story and it was a neat way kickoff to um Kauai's uh, kokua or help to the Voyaging Society because they're a nonprofit, and um, so made a decision to have Nainoa come and talk story, and sold tickets someone as high as thousand dollars a seat. Oh, and it one hundred percent to the Voyaging Society, one hundred percent, and uh, I think we sold it out. Uh, we just had one hundred fifty se- seats. Mm-hmm. And, but it was sold out like in half an hour. And wow. Um, uh, oh, yeah, people were cramming and, s- and uh, screaming at me. Well, we want tickets, but it's like too late. Max. Yeah, Max. You know, we had corporate uh, corporate sponsors that 
you know, took a bunch of tickets first. And they just wrote big checks. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but yeah. it was a great cause. Um, and after that evening, and Nino says, you know, Chucky, why don't you invite some friends that will go sail on the Hokulea um, from the docks and um, <coughs> and we go to Diamond Head. Just go outside, outside of Waikiki and for your friends to experience. I'm like, well, how many people? He said about 18. So we made calls and Jack Johnson was one. And he brought his son with him because uh, his wife had to watch the kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> But there was the start of a wonderful uh, partnership with uh, Jack and his foundation uh, and Polynesian Voyaging Society. And it's the first time everybody met, you know, and it was the hokulea that brought people together. And so we brought neat people from Kauai, um, even Papa Tom Takahashi, who was like the senior uh, kupuna, uh, who would share pule, who would share prayers, blessings for the journey. Mm. Uh, but Papa Tom was, was actually a really amazing. There's a backstory to that, and, and I know interesting story. Okay. But getting back to Jack, what you saw on stage he is beautiful. He's so real. He's so down to earth. He's Mr. Slippers. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he would go barefooted, I mean, he would, you know, but uh, <coughs> all he likes to do is surf and play music. But he has the honeydew list too, also, because he has a family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, but, <coughs> but it was a great experience because while on the Hokulea, when we went out to do that special um, cruise, uh, we just started singing. And coming back, he goes, Chucky, why don't we do something? Wow. So that's, and we literally wrote a song and recorded it, and all proceeds went to the Voyaging Society. What? And then, well, uh, we recorded a song. It's called Naho Okele Opi Opio. Wow. And it was, I did the Hawaiian, and he did the translations. He sang the, the translations. So sick. It was sick. It was like it worked, and we collaborated on that. And, he, and 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 at the end, he says, "You know, we need a female voice." But he was totally correct because the Voyaging Society is about Lakane and the Wahine. Mm. It really a good balance. And you know, one of the leading navigators now is Lehua Kamalu from the West Side, from Kekaha. Okay, you know? she's one of the leaders, and. Um, <coughs> So we did it. We were in the studio, and when he brought Paula Funga oh. to do the female voice, it's like, oh wow, that was the perfect fit. Mm. It just and he he favors her, and for reason. I mean, it's it's for great reasons. She's she's just the neatest person in the studio. Just down home, just, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Hawaiian Samoan girl, <laughs> and just just wonderful, wonderful person to be around. Good fun. Mm-hmm. And we did the song, and boom, it just, it raised a lot of money. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Yeah, it killed. Right away, instantly. Um, 
And the idea was for the corporations to pick up on it, to purchase the thing and give their employees, like HMSA, like, who else, Hawaiian Airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, several corporations mm-hmm. first purchased uh, the, the song itself um, in the hundreds. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then gave their employees. I, I thought that was a beautiful thing. And, um, and, we, and we introduced the song at a live performance down where the Hokulea is docked down at Sand Island. <coughs> and the other place that we introduced the song was in New York. And I forgot the name of the building. You got to help me. The United Nations? You know, I, I, was, I was in, in get on the stage, get off the stage, get out. I was, it was that quick. You know, yeah, I, was yeah. just I mean, New York is a whole different world. Oh, sure. not my kind of place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow, it's crazy. You performed at United Nations? Yeah, we, 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 we actually did a concert in the United Nations. Oh, um, imagine those skank moves. Yeah, all the, all the nations coming together. It was all kind of different <laughs> movements. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was a really good experience, but it, it was... It was also wonderful to get the word out beyond Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it was an instant um, no-brainer um, as far as where it was going to go with Jack Johnson and his, you know, his company and his people and his followers, mm-hmm. you know, and his fans and stuff. It, it was just a wonderful thing. It was a great experience, and we also invited Nolan, brother Nolan, to come, and it made sense. You know, his big ship song is just... Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, we, in fact, we decided for that trip, we whipped up and did a, a song to honor both canoes that go, uh, the Hikianalia also, not only the Hokulea. Oh. And so we did a duet, too. We just wrote it, collaborated, and recorded it, and boom. What's that one called? Hokulea Hikianalia. Simple. Okay, okay. Hokulea Hikianalia. So it's a it's a fun, cool you can feel the vibe of Brother Nolan. It's nice. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Someday you guys go find it. But all the proceeds again goes to um Hokulea or the Voyaging Society. Oh yeah, we'll find it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So but since you were on that that EM thing, I think it made sense to really talk about the backstory to Jack Johnson. What a well, it's so awesome because just a good guy. Yeah, like you go there and he's like a normal guy, but legitimately in New York he's like a huge guy. Like in the mainland, like you go and he's like, oh, Jack Johnson. Like all the mainland guys, like love it. Like from all over the world. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like he kind of came out with his first CD, and I feel like I heard it a long time before it blew up in the mainland. Ah. Then it blew up in the mainland. Was it like banana pancakes? Before that. Before that. Oh yeah. Before that. That's the, what I heard was the, banana pancakes. The first one, like, what is it? Like bubble toes. Like, <coughs> I, I remember because it was like on all the surf videos. Ah. So that's when yeah. I first heard it, and then later out it kind of came out mainstream, and then it like blew up. Where you're like, oh, and this is like before like YouTube and that kind of stuff. So like, it was weird. Ah. M- music oh. used to come out sometimes, and then. It wouldn't hit till like later, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes the guys would release it. Oh yeah, it of course. And it'd be out, and some like small subgroup would hear about it. Sure. Because there's no way to like find music other than like 
from other people. I was just going to ask, how would it blow up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just radio play, yeah. See, that's crazy. Like, you need to get on the radio. That, that was the main thing. That's right. And sometimes, you know, you're right, though. Sometimes songs become a hit, like, years later. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, even Izzy, when he did Somewhere Over the Rainbow, right? That is a song from, what, like, a thousand years ago. <laughs> 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 Our grandpa's fans, I mean, yeah. friends. <laughs> but um, uh, same, what you're saying is exactly correct. Um, sometimes songs are in the back burner, and later people play it. A radio sale, mm-hmm. just a small radio station, yeah. and all of a sudden, wow, is that a new one? Um, no, it's another yeah. one. That it's one of yeah. my first ones. <laughs> right, right. You know, like he he. Originals is if you're a musician out there, just write, yeah. just just write new music, boy. All you need is one song. I mean, you don't want to be a one-hit wonder, right? But you wanna you you wanna make your place, make your mark. Yeah. You know, in the industry, it's so beautiful to write stories of today for tomorrow's kids mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, I always encourage that personally. And Jack Johnson, he's just an anointed writer, but he. It's him. It's just he just. It's just him penning his everyday life, mm-hmm. you know, and how important his family is. And uh, in fact, if you listen to some of his earlier stuff, <coughs> some surf videos, it was all reggae. Yep. And and the thing with all this stuff is like just kind of super like fun, yeah. Oh. Like super lighthearted fun. Lighthearted. Yeah. Like not like real ultra serious. Oh, not at all. Or also not like ultra dramatic, you know. Yeah. It's right. just real. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can relate to that song mm-hmm. in his yeah. songs. 100%. Yeah. Good guy. Good, yeah. good guy. Yeah. I was stoked on that. I, I love that when you meet somebody and they're just like kind of cool. Because yeah. there's so many times when you meet like famous people and they're like, oh, I wouldn't really want to be around him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? Absolutely. He's the real deal. I can't say enough about this, this Aloha spirit in him, this Hawaiian-ness that he has. I, I think being born and raised in, you know, North Shore, it's just that's just comes with the territory, right? That it was me. Simpleness uh, of him. It was it was unreal to to be there and and see the community come together like that. You know, I love that. No, hundred percent. I mean, for us, like it was super. We talk about it in a podcast we just put out, but it was just like super refreshing. You know, like nowadays it's so much like negative stuff. It's nice to have that like thing where. It was almost like old school where, like, the community came together. Like, even just the people coming. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, fun. There wasn't, like, drama. Like, everybody was super nice, respectful. Like, I mean, there's tons of people there. There's tons of stuff happening. Lines are long. Blah, blah, blah. Kids but running around. But people were just stoked. Like, super happy. I believe when you, when, when, I think it's a local thing. So, like, you know, it's a Hawaii thing where... It's rare that someone really w- makes it like he did. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. he was the first, right, to mm-hmm. win that. Yeah. Um, but the real the show of support is really real. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and the locals are there; they'll behave. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the norm. Uh, uh, but if you had a rock group or whatever yeah. that comes in, then you have a mixture. Mm, yeah. Of yeah, an, an audience and. An can get kind of crazy, especially that one, because it was wall-to-wall with people. Right? Yeah, and then we were talking about that. We are like, ah. this is, like, super unique because of that. Like, people are coming there, like, for music, but also just to support, right? 
versus just to like go to a normal concert. Right. They were there for like community support, but also the music, but also like to kind of show off Hawaii in a little bit of a ways too, you know. So so it was really like a whole different situation. Like, and like I said, even then the talent could have got super mad. Like if that was a normal <laughs> concert, yeah, right, they would have been not cool with it. Right. But because of what it was, they like band together and they're like, ah, it's more important than, you know, m- my set, my thing, you know. And they're like, that kid is good, man. Like one thing that's uh. interesting is like, you listen to him in like real life, it's like, his yeah. stuff is like strong. Like it's powerful, his <laughs> voice. Yeah. You're like, uh. oh, this kid is kind of This is the like second coming of Izzy. I mean, just it, the it voice, right? It is. Like no, it's you trip out, because like, for sure you hear it on TV and it's good. Yeah, when you yeah. hear it in real life, you're like, "Whoa, this right. is this is like." I think his father said the same thing, right? Something about I can't I can't quote the father, but it's something like a, um, you have to sing for the people. Or I don't know. I can't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. The father said so. He, the father was a big push behind his music. Yeah. I know that, and um, a lot has to do with honoring his dad, but at the same time. Obviously, his parents really created this beautiful foundation for him mm-hmm. uh, because he's extremely respectful. I think that's where he wanted, and his his voice just put it over the top. Yeah, yeah. him being himself, that that true Hawaii local boy self, just kind of sh- you know, it just was shining through. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I he won that first day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Oh. Like, I mean, that that was the thing. Is like, to me, not to say the other people weren't like genuine, but he was he was like not rehearsed. You know, like his stuff was oh. just like whatever came out came out, and that's what it was. You know, versus like, I'm sure the other people have been like, because a lot of these guys are kind of already semi pro. Right. You know, so they've been practicing. They know their stage stuff. They know their sure. like, PR spiels. Sure. They know all these things. They got lined up. They're 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 super talented too, but you know this kid was just kind of straight. Yeah, I think I, I think one part that stuck out too was when he sang, uh, what is his name Roman uh, from uh, Kolohe Kai. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what his name from Pakala. Pakala. <laughs> yeah, Kawaii. But <laughs> to watch him. Be as surprised as he was, because he wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. They did contact him mm-hmm. and say that he may sing one of your songs, and he needed they needed permission, right? Yeah. And and when he did to watch his reaction, oh, that was so beautiful to see. Um, this guy Ian can really take a lot of local songs far. Wow, seriously. Yeah. Well, we're talking, or his you know, his his song choice. It's pretty spot on. I thought he had the. <laughs> I think yeah. just through the whole competition, he had the best song choice. Yeah. Like yeah. everything he did, like I was like, oh, strategically, whether he planned it or not, yeah. was super good. Like he just picked the right things at the right time <laughs> yeah. that hit the right people. Like I mean, not gonna lie, like he kind of had like the judges like eating out of his hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, he did. Boy, you know, because I mean, he came on with that first song, which is. James Blunt, so that's like full, like, <laughs> like random, right? The least Hawaiian song you could sing, yeah. yeah. But like super important, and like, the, the, like even the, it was funny because they're like, 
I don't even think the judges knew that was called Monsters. <laughs> They're yeah. like, because he's like, oh, Monsters. And then yeah, the, the judges are like, okay. <laughs> and then, I thought it was his original. I, th- that's just how much I know. I, I didn't know that song either. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I went like, oh, wow, what is this? Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, oh. and then he sings it, and then he starts singing the words, and then the judges yeah. are like, Balling, oh, you know? balling. Yeah. It was, yeah, he killed it. Yeah, that he was heavy. It. And he had all kinds of different songs. Then he sang, like, a Lionel Richie song, you know, later. And, like, had him there. Reggae. Yeah, reggae <laughs> version, yeah. <laughs> so it was cool, because the kid never really, like, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but, like, he, he seemed to kind of just, like, do his thing, right? He, you know, You know when you're in those situations, you got – some producer saying, oh, you should sing this song. Yeah. You should do this. And like, oh, sing this because it's strategically smart. But you know, no producer said, hey, but I think you might want to sing this. You yeah. know what I mean? That, no, no, yeah. that was yeah, all yeah. him. That was all him. Yeah. That was beautiful. It was, Unreal. That was so beautiful. Oh, no. I, now that song is going. Oh, no. Like, all I hear is Kolohe Kai. Yeah. Radio, Everywhere. Like right. on Instagram. Like It's in the top ten yeah. in, the, in, in the nation. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, it's a good song, but this is like the second coming of it. <laughs> like, like, whoa, they just like jumped it up again. Yeah, he's going to be the great ambassador for to many musicians here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sings their songs. And, you know, it's just nowadays people don't really care now about if it's, you know, like Izzy. He, he just sang the way he wanted to sing. Yeah. And that's what I love about him. And this EM seems the same. Different caliber and as far as voice stylings and stuff, mm-hmm. different styles, but mm-hmm. but true to what they do, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's that's both had that same thing. Just this is me. I'm just gonna sing. This is how I sing. And, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know. And whatever words come out of their mouth, it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's angelic or something. It's it has the blessing. I can't even pinpoint it, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of weird, like especially if you hear it in person. Oh, like, it's you're like whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like it kind of is though. You're like, there's something more to it. I don't know than than you think. I wouldn't be surprised too in the future soon that Jack Johnson and EM does a oh, concert. That would be super cool. That would be future. Yeah, yeah, maybe invite EM to tour with him because he, you know, I think the beauty to Jack Johnson since we were talking about him is. Mm-hmm. Not many people know that when he does a concert, he designates he designates the money to nonprofits for the concerts. That's crazy. That's kind of crazy. He doesn't take a dollar. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. I mean, I didn't know that. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Man, that's super awesome. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where you're like, all right. Like, in fact, I was reading. Well, I mean, not reading. That make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. It's not reading, but <laughs> <laughs> but like, so they have this like list of like top concert money. I'm like, oh, that's major money. Yeah, like them, like they're like the top ten people ever brought in concert money is in the billions. So I'm like, oh, even if you're like a normal, like a good guy, and you still bring it, it's still huge. Yeah, he was just that's that's where the blessings come to him. He's just he's 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 a servant. To the community, his whole family, his, you know, his wife too. I mean, they they serve the the community 
in more ways than people know. I mean, he gets down and dirty, you know. He, he goes into the garden and helps plant at the schools and, and encourages people to farm. And, you know, it's all his, his, his um, platform is all about sustainability, mm. you know. And uh, he's been on that platform for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but it's never, uh, it's unending. So sustainability is, even in our history, you know, sustainability was part of who we were always. Um, it was who we were as Hawaiian people. Mm -hmm. And not only Hawaiians, but anybody that lived on the land and respected the land, the blueprint was sustainability. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. to, to respect the land, because the land is going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. going to feed you. All of that, all of the above, and man, can again, Jack Johnson. That that's it's always been there, you know. You know his house. Well, I had the privilege of having lunch with him too, right? So we're sitting down and eating lunch, and they eat so healthy. Mm. And I wasn't quite there. I like my poi and steak <laughs> and lao lao. <laughs> So when the food came, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. this is a true story. I, but, you know, you just be cordial and you just respect what, where you, and they feed you, you just eat. But I, I've never eaten uh, healthy food. They had, like, curry veggies. There, yeah. yeah, they had all these curry veggies. and It was actually really good. I've never eaten stuff like that. I just... Right from their backyard. Mm. Wow. So the whole lunch came from their backyard. Except, the, I believe, the chicken. Um, but the whole thing, they grew it. Wow. And um, then he says, um, you want to see the rest of the house? I go, um, no. <laughs> if I'm right here, <laughs> I'm okay. He goes, I built this house. I went, you built this house? He go with recycled wood. What? His house is recycled material. This guy is really about it. He lives it. Wow. Totally lives it. They walk the beach to pick up glass, rusty, whatever that don't belong on the sand yeah. and stuff. They're, him and his children and his wife, they, they walk the beach. They literally do that. In fact, his Christmas tree was made out of recycled products. Wow. I know. It's unbelievable. They made everything from what they found on the beach. Mm -hmm. All their ornaments. And stuff. The kids helped. It's a family thing. You know, he preaches. He lives it. It's. I was quite amazed, and it's inspired me. In fact, I remember <laughs> leaving that place, and um, my wife and I went to... Uh, a recycled lumber place <laughs> where he got his lumber <laughs> just to see what's there. Yeah. So it's lumber from like old homes from the 60s or wow. whatever. All these cool, like real 12 by 12 yeah. planks. It's not, you know, it's not shorter 12. It's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. Um, but it's amazing uh, how he lives. Mm -hmm. I, I was... I was just privileged to just talk story and eat with him. And they just 
very mellow, just sweet, welcoming, and aloha to them too. And they're great supporters of Voyage and Society. Mean, yeah, mean. That sort of the older planks of that is like the houses that I used to dig under for old bottles. Then same like thing. The, yeah, mean. Yeah, they used to all use all kind of different wood. And he, like, so my grandpa's house, they'd break down like when the water tower, and they used the red, oh, they used the red oh, one. To build the house. Like, redwood is more like mold resistant, water of resistant. Of course. Yeah. So that, that's like what his house got built out of. But like, even then, like, even if it's just the same wood, you'll start to notice like, you look at the wood, the rings are smaller, yeah? So it means the tree is older, which means that the thing like is more sturdy. Mm. It's, it's stronger wood. Even though it's the same plant, is now they harvest earlier. Early. And then they have it. And then a lot of times the wood is real wet too. So it has way more shrinkage over time. Versus like the old wood is very like sturdy, solid. They'll hold up much longer. Mm. Yeah. Versus the new wood is like, I mean, there's a lot of things. Because like because it's newer too, the branches are closer to the middle. So mm-hmm. more crooked. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you go Home Depot, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh. not so good. Yeah. W- when we went to go look that day, we couldn't even grab know, nothing. You're like looking at it, like, cause my my uncle's a contractor. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, I, like all, all through high school, we had to like carry wood, and then they would teach us about this stuff. But like, you're like, oh yeah, this old, this new wood sucks. Like, <laughs> look at this old wood from this old house, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so that you know, you you learn all about like single wall versus double wall. Versus all that. Yo, get the um, get the houses by Koloa when you first coming in. You know that one to the right, yeah. just in that open field. Oh about to yeah, t- about to take them walls, <laughs> bro. <laughs> still solid, still standing. I know. Yeah. I wonder I who owns those because those are just kind of they're cruising in the bushes for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it belongs to the people on the land or the um, Kaluzins. Kaluzins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They own that. They own all those ones on the side. Because if if they wanted to get rid of it, it'll probably end up at the fires down in Kekaha. Oh, what? Kekaha. Uh, the fire is his family. Mike, Mike Fire, um, yeah, he restores. Is that uh, the, that's oh. not the Waimea Plantation one? Yeah. That is, okay. He, oh. he, yeah, he yeah. restores the, the, yeah, the, the, the old homes from the mean. 20s, 30s. Wow. Because that's the cool thing about the plantation. The integrity is, is beautiful, his yeah. work. Mm. Yeah, if you, if you keep them up, they're solid. And, you know, if you kind of, like, replace, because, you know, they use whatever kind females had. Yeah. So you replace that with like screws or whatever nails. Mm. Like the, the materials themselves are way more better. Yeah. Right. So that that's the thing. And now you add the new. I believe Mike Fire reuses na- the nails that came out of the wall. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. Like, that's just like show to it. <laughs> yeah, but I think the integrity of his works is it's impeccable. It what mm-hmm. he does, and yeah, he's one of the best uh, on Kauai to restore an old house and. So he'll take it off your lot. If you're going to demolish it, he'll come and get it. And he'll restore it and put it somewhere at Waimea Colleges or something. Oh, I would. people to experience it. This is a random question, but what is his... Because his family's like an old family, right? They're, yeah, the fires are yeah. missionaries also. Wow. Okay, because when I went... Because Boy Scouts, you go, and that's the fire like camp. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, th- mm-hmm. so their name is on it. So you're like, oh, wait, this is like sure. one of the older families. Damn. Yeah. 
He might be a good person to yeah, talk now, to eh, with. Because I sit thinking now, when I used to go bottle hunting, you know you in the zone if you start pulling up square nails. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That old square, like, oh, bro, if I find any That's glass, it's going to be ancient. <laughs> oh, man, I give those guys credit. Like, <laughs> hand sawing, paring. Like, or even those, like, way back in, like, up in Koke or way back up in, like, kind of the west side in the hills. Like, well, those houses they used to carry wood to. Yeah, that's oh, carry wood to the zone, carry yeah. Wood or, like put them on donkeys yeah. and bring them in, but like, it's right. not easy. <laughs> like I've carried wood, it sucks. Like, it's not fun. I, I can barely hike with my backpack. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they they would like lug all that stuff in and build houses and like deep, <laughs> deep. And those are the old tradition. Yeah, th- that's the real redwood. The yeah, the, you know, big planks. A lot of the homes there are big. Two 12-inch planks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And solid. I know because um, we have a cabin up for KA. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, those are awesome. Well, the wood is it's just it's unbelievable when you measure it. It's I'm always <laughs> stoked at that. You go to Home Depot and you measure a 12-inch oh, no, yeah. wood. It's like 11 inches, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, even, yeah, even worse sometimes it's like, <laughs> Ten and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like hard to like do the plans because you're like, oh wait, this one is quarter inch off. This one's eighth inch off. <laughs> you're like, this one's half inch off. Oh, that's mean. Yeah. So it's just kind of a trip. But yeah, the old school one. They don't minus the blade. Yeah. They just give you the actuals. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Yeah. We l- we l- we like the actuals. You know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, the actuals. Yeah, that's the main thing. But yeah, I mean. What guys used to do and have to do is so nice. <laughs> like, imagine no nail gun, no this, no that. Like, <laughs> even like my uncle guys, they built our house that I live in now, in the eighties. But then the the roof is super tall. Those freakers had to carry that thing. <laughs> I was like, you guys are nuts. Like, <laughs> like I would never carry that up. You know what I mean? Bro, the crazy thing is like, yeah, when I used to go bottle hunting, you just find like all kind of different stuff. I found. Up Kapahi, when you're going, like, you're, you just had passed the fork at Kapaha Middle School, so you're on the yeah. middle, Kapuni, about to drop down to Kulana, pass a what, what, bruh, on the left side, I had old houses, my great-grandma told me, so we go check them out, we found one path made out of old Primo bottles stuck in the ground, and it's salt, like, it's leveled, it's, like, compact, <laughs> and so I was digging, I said, Depending on what kind of bottles this is, I think I just hit five hundred thousand dollars worth of bottles. <laughs> oh, it was just Primos, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was cool. I was, I was like, yeah, "What? This yeah. is crazy!" What they used to. Do. How much time Uncle had? Was I guess it was poor. Huh? So you they know, used whatever. Oh yeah, you know, funny thing of bottles is, you know, up Kokee on the cabins, mm-hmm. everybody dug holes um, to dump their bottles. Yeah, their soda bottles and whatever bottles, and this is from. The um, late 40s. So you have bottles from that era. You know, when the Waimea Soda Works or whatever, Kapa'a. Yeah, Kapa'a Ice. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, every every cabin has one or two holes of bottles. Did you guys ever find some on yours? They're everywhere. The pigs bring them up. No! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, cause that's the trick though. Every time you find a spot, just throw like mac nuts. Some feed, huh? Yeah. Plant some mac oh. nuts. Dig it up for you. you don't even have yeah, to they dig them up. Brah. 
Oh yeah, because I mean they their their diggings is you know yeah. what I mean. Depends how big the pig, right? Yeah. yeah. And so soft the ground up there too. It's always wet. Yeah. You know, talking about bottles too. You guys never came to our bo- uh, our second building, right? Inside, did he? Oh no, we the didn't. village, the one, um, the plantation the right. village. Yeah, you go outside and then to the left. You like guys went up. in there. Yeah, we yeah. Went, we went in there. Oh, okay. With the surfing you, and all that. Yeah. yeah, you saw the bottle collection. Yes, actually. Oh, okay. okay. Right, the, the bottom part, part you go around, look back towards the. Okay, that was half of the collection. Yeah. Mental. Okay. The other half is we don't have room. For real, huh? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was. I I spent some time because I like to read about, um, you know whether it's Sokidari or or, or right. you know all where was and who. Whatever company on Kauai, we yeah, have, we have the bottle. Whatever company yeah, back, bra, bra. I, my, I, I just remember finding some bottles like my auntie found one Kilauea Dairy, one etched, super, super rare. Um, this guy Bert Morita down at he, he works at Young Brothers. He writes books about Kauai bottles. Oh, nice. But Brada had the ha- court. What was it like? One, a super, super small. I don't know what the size was, a or how pint much it held. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it said um, Kilauea Dairy had the small one, the medium-sized one, and the bigger one. The small one, it says, known to exist, not yet found. Hawaiian, what? The first time we ever had go scout <laughs> down by Kealia. I remember, I remember, I seen my auntie pluck this thing, but we never knew it was when we first all started. She plucks this thing from the sand, had a big crack in them, and, you know, it said Kilauea Dairy. And I was like, oh, wow, right on. That's on Kilauea you know, yeah. I was finding some Garden Island sodas, this and that. Bruh, she go down. That guy, Bert, he... He went off. He, bruh, <laughs> like the offer, what he offered, I was like, oh my gosh. It was priceless because it, it was the first thing one ever found. Nice. So, pretty mean, bruh. It's just to know that those, for one, that, that old that place is, that they were doing that, you know? Yeah. And then I see old photos of, like... Kelia and, and all, everywhere really. I'm like, crap. What do they call it? Kumukumu camp. Kumukumu camp. Okay, sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know you're the only person ever to know that about Baptiste Dairy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one's rare. Dairy. Yeah, in Lawai there was one, and like <laughs> I, so rare. I heard stories that like my uncles talked about because it it was gone before they were born, but like my grandpa or whatever, and like. Nobody like ever heard of it, and then this guy's like, "Oh yeah, I know." Yeah, get them bottles. Yeah, well, even that one, that my mine one is only the eleventh one ever found. That's how that's how short the Baptiste Dairy was in. Um, yeah. I guess that wasn't good at business. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they got hungry. Those cows, they got killed. Depression yeah. <laughs> came then to grind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's mean though. So that was in Lawai. That was in Lawai. Yeah. Mean. From what they tell me, I don't know, but yeah, you know, uh, I have a friend named Skippy Jensen, and Skippy is a, a bottle collector for fifty years, but it's in Honolulu, mm-hmm. and so he found uh, where Kalakaua, King Kalakaua, had his um, big luau celebration. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he found the spot. It took oh. him several years, but he found the spot. He wished he didn't find the spot. Why? Because bottles kept coming out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big party. <laughs> it was uh, 10,000 people. Oh. Holy. See, that's why I tell I tell Brand all the time because I get guys that dig on Oahu. 
they, oh, okay. they go and if you want to um, development yeah. point, they just go 3 a.m. Oh, they all do. And then the construction people, some of them don't like that because yeah, yeah, they can ruin the what they're digging. Yeah, the forest, blah blah blah. And, uh, yeah, they're downtown. They're <laughs> downtown, huh? Yeah, they're in that dirt. Yeah, probing for real. You know that. Yeah. But it's crazy though. Like you know, you, you know, like the fact that he found that that spot because the kind of beverages that they, that. They were drinking, the rich guys were drinking. Oh my gosh. That's really where you're going to find some like, oh wait. So like almost like when breakthrough kind of like, wait, there was this kind of company or this, um, what is it called? Dessert wine. Like I found, I found a dessert wine bottle and I was like, oh, I, I looked it up something Oporto or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Port, yeah. 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 So it's like, interesting. You know, these guys was whacking some real high end stuff. Sure. Well, that's an interesting thing, right? Because, like, I mean, we talked about the boat before, yeah? Oh, but, but, yeah. But these guys had, like, legit, like, some of the most expensive stuff in the world, right? Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Hawaii. You know, funny how you brought that up. Two weeks ago, a guy comes to the museum and he says, um, you got to look at this thing I found. And he said, I looked it up in the, in the encyclopedia and it's called... Uh, uh, Ipubaka. And I'm thinking, Ipubaka. I said, okay, Hawaiians would probably say Ipubaka, but maybe you're correct too, because we did have the chief named Boki, so we did use a B. Yeah, interesting. And, oh. um, can I see the piece? And so we're talking, and we're just talking on the phone, and I said, you know, um, I like to know where you found it and so forth. He said, "Yeah, yeah. When I come, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you." So he comes. In fact, he came that same day. And I said, "Wow, this would be cool." Before he showed it to me, if you found it in Hanalei Bay, and then he says, he looks at me, he goes, "Yeah, that's where I found it." And I said, "It'd be double cool if you found it in front of Waioli River." <laughs> and he goes, "That's where I found it." What? <laughs> and I went. What I did the same thing. I went what, and I told him the story about the sunken royal yacht, the Ha'aheo o Hawaii, that sits there today, and he literally had tears, and he said, "This belongs here at the museum." He d he had no intention of giving the museum. He just wanted to know if we could identify it for him. Wow, and so we matched up everything about it—the wood type. And then, so it's, it's, it's a pipe. Captain Cook, when Captain Cook came, the chiefs wanted to, s like, what is that? Oh, yeah, we want to smoke too. Hey. <laughs> Whatever that is, we're going to try that, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not going to let you go back on the boat. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but the, only the chiefs would smoke. They would take a hit, pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it. Anyway, so, and in the history, it was Captain Cook that um, inspired the Hawaiians to smoke pipes. And um, the one that this guy found is one that came from Captain Cook, that same era, that same. And um, but the amazing thing was we, um, not sure, the people from Smithsonian don't watch this podcast, right? <laughs> they, they'll be nuts. <laughs> 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 
cold, bro. Next thing you know, ratings through the roof, Chucky boy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but we believe it is from the yacht because on the top there's like a brass wow. thing for the, the tobacco. Mm-hmm. And it's the same type of brass from that came off the, the yacht. We matched it all up, everything. And so when you read the history, it says the Hawaiians, the Captain Cook came, would smoke this, and they have a little picture of it. And the one that we got oh my gosh. looks like the picture in, in the book. It's, oh it's, yeah. it's like creepy. That's <laughs> heavy. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So we're about 90% sure it's from the yacht, from the sunken ship. That's Can cool. people see that yet, or is it on display? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But we just got to mounting it. So we have to mount it, put it in a, in, you know, in a, in a glass case. Um, now it's, it's about ready. Okay. Um, but I have to, we do it faxed, right? So I can't really say it's 100%. Mm-hmm. But it, all the stars line up in this one. Yeah. That's cool. I it, mean, it's it's really cool. You still find stuff no, like, to this know, day. Our, our historians, when they go to places to share stories about the sunken ship, we have a group of three Hawaiians. That's all they talk about. The connection to Kamehameha's, Kamehameha the second. And Kaumuali, our king, right? The, 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 what's the connection? And um, because we have all the artifact from his Kamehameha's yacht that's, you know, that sank in Hanalei Bay. And um, we, when they come back, I mean, when they go out to tell the stories to the schools and the kids, the senior centers, their closing line is always this. Don't forget well, you might, you never know, when you walk in on the beach, you might find an artifact from the Ha'aheo o Hawaii. So that's their closing line. And Bruh. it's like, ah. so we, it's kind of creepy, it's spooky, right, to them. But they're like, oh, Chucky, this is unbelievable. I go, so, should we send it to the Smithsonian and wait three years so they can, you know, you know, identify it and study it, all of that stuff. It takes years. Yeah. You know, carbon copy it and blah, 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 date it, carbon date it and so forth. We looked at each other like, ah, no. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I'm <laughs> asking you, are they listening? Are they watching this? No, we do. We're by blocking them. Oh, <laughs> shucks. You know what? They would hang me good scolding. You know, I already got in big trouble with them. How come? <laughs> Because when I, stuff, yeah. yeah, that's a good story, right? You yeah. know, of course. I told you on the podcast that story. Yeah. Okay, we did it. No, no. I, mean, I blew the conch shell yeah. when we opened. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, I can't say what my my, my thoughts was <laughs> yeah. at that moment. <laughs> anyway, so to the the audience out there, yeah, I got in big trouble blowing a conch shell that came off the yacht. I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm being very nice. He's on killer. Well, on the other end, they're not listening, right? So on the other end, as a Hawaiian, I wanted to blow that guy. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. That conch was probably telling you. Hawaiian. It was calling that's, me. Yeah. yeah. It really does work because it's so small. Yeah. See, that's crazy. See, and if I see that pipe, I might have to see if the thing worked too. Nah, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got it sealed up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> like you, brother. We get tested. <laughs> yeah, see what this, this copper is all yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, so it's core and brass, Re- and is is in good, good, like decently good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh it, but it's 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 you know it, over time. You know, this is the 1800s, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
over time it, it deteriorated, but it's still there. You, you know it's yeah. coal wood, and, and yeah, the whole thing is still there. Pipe is intact. It, it's crazy that that, okay, like even if the ship is like that close to shore, like holy crap, that, that the tides and the currents and the waves and winds and everything and bring them up to shore like that? Well, the guy always says he walks every day on what he calls the shell line. I guess the terminology oh, they use. Like you bottle hunters, you guys go look for whatever. Ross Lair. You know okay, what I mean? yeah, these yeah. guys go to the, <laughs> the, the shell line. <laughs> yeah. And he walks it in. He was stoked he, he saw it. Interesting, because that could have, like the, the shell line, yeah, like that could have been there for who knows how long, honestly, and then it just pulls back X. Yeah. You no, know? I think so. Because it's just like yeah. how much stuff is covered in the sand. And yeah, like right. How, how often does he get that? That much washed away. And, you know, the chances no. are when they, 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 the Smithsonian came on their expedition in uh, 1995, I, I think guaranteed he didn't get everything, especially yeah. something this size. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, we tell the kids and stuff, keep your eyes open. You never know what you're going to find. So that's not the first time something was found. Um, last year, a piece of the the yacht came, the wood broke. Because, you know, oh, there's, really? there's these worms or what they call ocean, whatever it's called. I don't oh, know, that, that eats the wood. So that's why they didn't bring, they didn't bring the yacht out. Because it was too, too, too weak, too fragile. You know, 1800, that's, that's a lot of years. And so um, over time, uh, the, best, uh, the best decision was to keep it there, leave it in place. But over time, pieces of after like big surf or whatever, you know, it, it, the water churns, you know, boom, and pieces come up. And Especially a lot there because it's big. Yeah, it's yeah. Big, yeah. And it, yeah, and it's shallow. Yeah. So, wow. So, it um. Now people are gonna understand. Now, if we get a piece of wood from the ocean, that big. Um, came from an old ship. It probably is from the Ha'ahe, especially that area by Waioli River Mouth area. And we 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 tell people that we're not hiding it from anyone that um, that it lays there. You know, that no, because we we've gone out and be like, oh, I think it's over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, we've gone out there. We're like, I think it's kind of there. Oh, okay. So yeah. your next helicopter ride. Exactly hundred yards out from the river mouth. Okay, which is it not that far because I've surf from there. <laughs> <laughs> but it has it has to be after a, a, a day of like pounding waves. It clears out. And once it starts to mellow out, Bruh. and it's clear. And if you're on that helicopter, s- some pilots said they've seen, but they weren't sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, you know, Chucky, we think we saw that yacht. <laughs> Unreal, bro. I think it's a neat thing. Yeah, super sick. Super cool, yeah. Super yeah. sick. I'm going to be, bro, I see so itchy. I'm going to walk the beach <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Well, now people are going to be more mindful mm-hmm. when they're walking there to yeah. look down in that one particular area, more so than any of yeah. Yeah. other parts of the beach. For all you guys listening right now, you guys find anything, you guys know what to do. You come over here and leave or you drop them off the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> now, you better hit up Chucky Boy so, at the coin museum. So there was a, there's a big podcast, um, and they had these guys from Alaska. Mm. 
Um, and on their property, they have the permafrost, right? The big yeah. ice. Right. And it's melting, so they're getting all these fossils out. And ah. I guess for, like, they've been getting fossils out of this place, so they bought it, like, whatever, a, a decade ago. But before that, the previous owner, the, the Natural History Museum in New York, d- would take all the fossils and document them. But I guess what happens is they <laughs> ran out of space. <laughs> so they ended up just started dumping in the East River. And this guy went Whoa. on the podcast, told everybody, like, they just dump them. <laughs> like, in, I mean, this was probably 40s, 50s. So, like, oh, a long right. time ago, so they didn't know. And then they just dump it. So, in the East River, there's all these, like, woolly mammoth tusks. Sure. And then after the podcast, Yikes. all these guys went diving and they're finding them. Wow. So, now, hopefully, after Hello. this, people go and they see it and they, like, Okay, so, caution. <laughs> Let's that's leave fine. that 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 yeah that in place just out of respect. I bring, yeah, bring them to the museum. Or yeah, <laughs> but if anything comes up, yeah, bring it. Yeah, to if, the it, museum. if you find them on the shore, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because this guy had no intention, like I said, to yeah. really mm-hmm. give us until he found out the backstory or the magnitude of this piece. Like, oh, oh it belongs at the museum because yep. we already have artifact from the yacht. For all you sunrise shell hunters out there, don't be getting no wild ideas. Kay? In fact, I think that's what he was on sunshine. <laughs> 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 I probably know that guy. Then. <laughs> Is that your Facebook? Yeah, yeah we, we we get one. We get one. Um, group on Facebook, sunrise shell hunters. Oh, <laughs> so now they're gonna be the Ha'ahel or Hawaii yeah. hunters. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna protect that thing. Oh uh, yeah, just out of respect. I think for it's sure. It's in a great place. Mm-hmm. I mean, shucks, you know. Even though it was the yacht that that kidnapped our king, but um, it it belongs water there. Mm-hmm. Water under the bridge. <laughs> water <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I just, you know, I think this was great today. Um, um, yeah. But the topic with Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was a privilege to share some stories about him because he is the real deal just like Ian mm-hmm. and but the reason why this was all brought up is because you know the Hokulea is starting their their second voyage you know Moananui Akea um, to sail the Americas around you know it's to complete the world yeah so w- what is their route on their second the second leg well I was going to bring the route to you guys but I thought I wasn't sure shucks Oh, no, that's oh. fine. No, no, but they can bring it up. They can go online yeah, and yeah. see it. It's, it, yeah, it's like everywhere. Is there a website that, that we can direct people to? Yeah, Polynesian Voyaging Society. Okay. Well, in fact, just Google Hokulea. Yeah. yeah. And you'll probably see the map. Mm, okay. It's popping up already. Can, can you give a brief, like, quick synopsis of the Hokulea and, like, like so when did they restart? Like when did they like? Cause oh, like oh, that's a great story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because I know, like when I was a kid, that's kind of when they they. Nineteen seventy six is when they sailed, and you know they sailed out of uh, Kualoa by Chinaman's Hat mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, on Oahu, and there was a time where while it was going on to recreate um, to honor all the traditions of navigation, you know, the old our seafarers um, 
not many people were on board at the time. There was a lot, but there were skeptics also that um, did Hawaiians really sail without navigational um, to um, you know pieces. I mean, like a compass or you know, so forth and so forth. No, we, we relied on the ocean, we relied on the clouds and stars and birds and so forth. Um, it goes back to living with nature, right? We understand each other. And we understand how nature is the boss. Everybody knows that, you know. But um, 1976, um, even though I was no part of the canoe, the va'a itself, I was, we were... Um, they're endorsing it through music, mm-hmm. right? You know, Rolling Casamero and this guy, Mike Kaava and so forth, Kelly Itau and so forth. They put together a group called Hokulea. And the music is really beautiful. It's pretty timeless because mm-hmm. um, it's contemporary Hawaiian. It's not very traditional. Um, but it's it, it, it was the Renaissance, it was the Renaissance music time. I mean, this mm-hmm. Hawaiian people started to wake up and love Hawaiian music, and it's like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just uh, another um, form of Hawaiian music. And we have many, right? But um, Hokulea, uh, thanks to uh, the collaboration of Kelly Itawa writing the lyrics and then Roland Casimir uh, and Mike Ava doing the music, hard to top because they're very creative and you know and in fact talking about Roland this is just a side story I gotta bring that up the museum is getting his double neck guitar core guitar whole that's cool that was built by uh, made by um, uh, a gentleman Sussman Mickey Sussman from Anahola wow the wood came from Anahola yeah so it's coming home Roland has passed away the wife decided, she said, she called and says, Chucky, we'd like to give you the guitar. For the wow. Museum. She said, perfect. Perfect. You know, it's uh, another way of telling stories and to honor um, or a luthier, I guess is what you call uh, stringed instruments, <laughs> the yeah. people that make it. I guess so, I yeah. don't know. Um, it's a great way to honor Anahola. You know, yeah. Right? And wow. Um, so his yeah his double neck guitar is coming home and it's sick. like it's really sick news and exciting because it'll enhance our new exhibit, mm-hmm. um, our Humuhula slash music exhibit that's nice. soon to be open to the public. It's a permanent exhibit to honor all the Hawaii composers slash Humuhula or teachers. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, that's yeah. mean. We gotta get you that first Hawaiian building. That way, oh. that, they'll get put out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, funny, I had a meeting with one of the, I th- I, he, may have, he may have been the executive director or, s- let's see, or executive director possibly for Weinberg okay. Foundation, yeah, who yeah, owns yeah. all of Olihui. Wow. Olihui. Olihui. Right? <laughs> and um, so about a month ago, I was at a gathering with him. I said, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kamoa Kalama, Corbett Kalama. And said, Kamoa, um, we really want um, First Hawaiian Bank Lihue because our museum is too small. And, you know, 
small island. We heard that you guys are gonna they're gonna move out First Hawaiian Bank and build a new bank. Since you guys own so many buildings, maybe just give us because it's not giving us. You're giving Kauai, you're yeah. giving the community Oof, yeah. the building, and we will uh, maintain. And now that we need more room to tell the stories, there's so much more stories to share to our community and beyond to our mm-hmm. visitors. It'll be perfect because it's right across the street. And yeah. the, the vision to Rice Street really is to make it a walking town. 100%. Right? And if that happens, that really helps the vision. Yeah. You know, for a walking town. Oh, so. And then he says to me, the timing of it may be good. Nice. It's what he said to me. So I, um, I will hold him to it. Because yeah. he said this to me. We he says, yeah, we yeah. will hold him. You're right. He says to me, Chucky, I will be the voice. Thank you for more. Nice. You know, sometimes, you know, in life, if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. It's yes or no. <laughs> yeah. And, but this is, really, it's really worth it to go find that right, the key person mm-hmm. to at least give us a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you so much. No, so like we want it. Like, yeah. Well, they own this building. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they own this. They building. own this building. Yeah, they oh. hold it. They own everything on this street. Wow. Yeah. Once when, you start to try to rent buildings, you realize who owns what. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, they own it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should give it to us. Then. <laughs> the first wine bank for sure. It's not as big as this building. A building. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Yeah, they're because they're also selling off some stuff. Oh, okay. But we're gonna keep mentioning this because mentioning this because um, it's for the good of Kauai. It's no, oh, one thousand percent. Well, mind you, like you guys have so much cool stuff that you just don't have room to put out. We don't have room, you know. And that, and that's the thing. It's not because you guys don't want to. It's because there's you're, no you're space. In that building, yeah. And even our archives. I mean, shucks. First Hawaiian Bank upstairs alone would be the perfect spot for our archives, mm. and then we would allow people to come. Yeah, and go ahead. That's yours. Yeah, it's it's a great resource oh, for history. Oh, oh, you know, I would be in there. Bottle history. Yep. Yeah, tax <laughs> maps. You, you, have, you have so much like different uh-huh. like periods of time. Right. Like um, one thing right. when I so I used to live in New York. One thing that was cool about there was the museum. Oh, absolutely. So, like, you can go into the National History Ooh. Museum and spend, like, weeks. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's because oh. even when we went to yours, we were there for hours. Hours. Like, we're, like, looking at maps. We're, like, where is this? We're looking at bottles. We're looking at beds, wood. Like, we're, like, sure. oh, how did they make that? And we have core beds yeah, stored so away. So, we're just looking uh-huh. at all this stuff, and we're, like, oh, that's core beds. Our core beds is from the 1820s. Holy that's crap. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. But we can't put it out. Mm. Ah. Damn. See, we yeah. need that building. We yeah, got we have to get you guys in that building. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, so we, we I mean, we want that. Because I think it's just same thing like this podcast, right? It's like, how do you share the information? How do you share the thing? And the more people that get that knowledge, the better, like, more, more full picture of, like, how things are and were. I, I, I think we're... Anyone that loves museums, or in this case, Kauai Museum, I think people like you really, you know, you guys are a bridge. Everyone that comes to the museum helps build bridges, right? Mm-hmm. And y- yours is at another level of 
bridge building for the museum or being the ambassadors, yeah. right? It's um, and to say we're grateful is an understatement. You know, it's beyond grateful. Anything to to to, sh- to tell stories of the museum, to tell stories of Kauai and Niihau is like grateful beyond. I mean, I can't thank you enough. I mean, we're just stoked you're there because there's all this info that we don't know, you know? So that's why we're, like, so excited about this, like, segment and then also going to the museum. Like, every time we go, we're, like, a new thing pops up that we're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know we that. do have a lot of really wonderful stories, you know, and uh, it's, 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 it's an honor to share, but it needs to be told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're there for a reason. It's uh, it's our kuleana. It's our responsibility to to really let the people know that we're a great resource. But at the same time, um, uh, we're just running out of room because all of a sudden we're just starting to grow mm-hmm. leaps and bounds. With and uh, I'm sure you're a big part of it because um, um, there are days when we have to shut the door and wait. You guys have to wait to come in. There are many days like that. It's mm. awesome. I yeah, that's when you're busy. Yeah. Oh, the line is out sidewalk. Yeah. It's it's like wow. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and we we're grateful to people like you and even our airline industry that when they do stories on us mm-hmm. in their in-flight magazine, but mm-hmm. stuff like that really helps. Yeah. You know, as a nonprofit, right? Where some people, I'm not ashamed to say, some we're big. We were beggars. You know, because we need to, we need help from the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not ashamed to ask. I, I always say that word. We ask. And, uh, so thanks. I, I, again, I appreciate that uh, mentioning of the First Hawaiian Bank. Oh, yeah. Because no. we really want it. Oh, yeah. no, I want you guys to get it. I told you that we were this close, yeah. right? Yeah. Of getting the post office. The post office, which would have been cold. Cold, brother. This close. <laughs> but the federal government was the one that, Changed their mind mm-hmm. because they didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah, <laughs> would have been perfect for the museum. Yeah. yeah, to have a living Mayberry RFD type of post office. Yeah, <laughs> first little Hawaii, hole in the wall. You get Bank of Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Maybe they maybe they still move the post office yeah. to that whole zone. Yep. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah, because it would be a community. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool when you can do that, and then, like, now you have more room, so you can do, like, guided tours and, like, make revenue that way that helps, like, build e- sure. everything. Like, just to sure. create, like, a really sustainable infrastructure, you know? Sure. You guys have so much stuff, it's just not able to, like, show it off. Yeah. You're right. And then now that, like... You because we have more artifact from, you know, the, the sunken ship, the yacht. It's like we have... We have to consolidate the crates. Now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven crates bigger than this table. No. Yes. You guys. Of artifact. See, and they're still coming up. That's the. (laughs) And they're not pow yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're still pow. Wow. We have no room to share the rest of the artifact. I want to step into a room with just all those artifacts displayed. But yeah, you put those out, and then you guys are like, you guys have a team like on the cutting edge doing that the AR VR stuff. Mm. So that oh, stuff was super yeah. cool. So I was like, yeah, we, Kauai we, we, Dev. Yeah, we've mm. got we've got to see their stuff, and we're like, oh, it's it. Like, 
you know it's just yeah. different levels of different things and you know it's just but a different like multi-tooled way of showing all the history all Kauai, all the all the hawaiian stuff you know i think we need to you know be really open-minded and ex- you know to be acceptable to um educational tools that's mm-hmm. available and though i'm not a tech um like the team from Kauai dev Fiona Nani, you know, uh, shout out to you guys. Um, it's so cutting edge. It's it's just mind blowing to see the development, and they just Chucky just tell us a story about this person, tell us, a st- mm-hmm. and then they bring it to life. It's like, oh. no, it's cool. And mind you, it is on like the cutting edge, like like world class level cutting edge. Meaning, like it is the, the guy. There's no but like the stuff they're doing is like the leading guys in the world are on that same like race right now so so that's the cool thing too this is not like second rate or like oh somebody else has done it this is like could be like one of the first in the country that's doing it yeah so that's why i said you know my email blew up when i came in this morning because they had a big story on that in our hawaiian newspaper actually but you just never know who reads it Mm -hmm. and it's worldwide distribution and so some of the people that sent comments on it was I'm not going to even mention their names, but it's like um, who's who in Hawaii and beyond that mean. saw it. Yeah. Mean. And that the most important thing is to use the tools we have mm-hmm. to help educate our kids. Mm-hmm. No, that 100%. is the total bottom line to this. And um, grateful for the opportunity to work with these guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Grateful to Kamavai Lualani too. That's um, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Cristobal. Uh, that's a big part of this team too, because of her, um, her, her gift of writing, nice. mm. the stories. Mm-hmm. I share a story, and boom, she puts it down on paper. Like, oh, that sound like came from an author. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, that's awesome. And then these guys, Keone and Nutt, and they put mm-hmm. it on, they, they create the characters. Mm-hmm. like Heavy. And and I know people out there that understand, you know, AR and so forth, and it's for me, it's like, oh, don't ask me any other question besides <laughs> that, but I just know it's just, like, we use the word cutting edge. It's mm-hmm. um, cutting, I live cutting edge. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, personally, we'll take our chances but like a, it's education. That's what it all is. No, telling a story mm-hmm. in a whole nother way. Well, yeah, in a whole nother way. And then something interesting about it too is now that that like bridges like physical stuff, right? Like meaning somebody can be in Antarctica yep. and like have <sighs> that same experience and that same education, sure. you know. May and then hopefully that causes them to like one day if they do come to Kauai, like just really go in and experience it too like i want to be like to be able to walk through an, uh, a, a canopy or like a native hawaiian forest with just native plants and what it was like before because I mean, we, we talk crazy. about that right we look at old pictures and we're like ah, it doesn't look like how it looks now because you know right. more like guavas and halikoa and like all these like things right, that all the invasives yeah the guys yeah. real thick right like yeah right. Look you're like oh it's kind of like really grassy and open and blah blah, blah. and you're like now it's super different looking even though it's the same mountain, same place, you're like, oh, this is from the 1870s. And you're like, oh, 
It's so funny. I read a story of one of our um, botanists in, in mm-hmm. that go hi- went hiking, and this is in 1930-something. But they're telling about the hike. They hiked from this side, the east side of Kauai. They, they hiked straight up Waialeale, the highest point, to Alaka'i Swamp. Oh. Straight up. And I'm like, how is that possible? So I, I talked to... Um, Chipper Wickman, uh, when he was at NTBG, National Tropical Botanical mm. Garden, he says, Chucky, what you forgot was before they had um, Paul Bush going right all the way up. So all they did was climb it. Interesting. And that was their nature's ladder. That's crazy. So that was something. We went to the, we were there. Second, in your second in building. The second building, and there's a map with all Hurrah. the, like these, like trails. Pint, yeah. And we're like, wait, <laughs> where is that? How did they get like, oh, oh, they yeah. went up Hanapepe Valley. They went, <laughs> up, they went up this valley, and you're like, wait, I, I've kind of been impossible. Back there. Yeah, how do you get up there? That's right. crazy. Right, and they use all the old original names of some of these places, so you have to try and figure out where is this a like a like, like they they would come across the Lapa Lapa. Like, do you know what Lapa Lapa is? Nope. Oh, okay. The leaves are like huge, big elephant ears. Okay, but they would use that to. Sh- Hide from the rain. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, they would make makeshift shacks. Yeah. Whatever is around there. That was the roof. Because mm. it was big. They didn't yeah. have to get a lot. Mm. And um, so you he, you're like, but we don't see these plants, you know, yeah. on a normal hike. Yeah. And, but you want to go see, where is this Lapa Lapa? But these guys, the Lapa Lapa was everywhere as they were climbing up. Huh. They, they, they got up there like, Probably in about six, seven hours, they made it to the top. That's pretty quick. Yeah. But, uh, Crazy. That's high. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> bro, like when you we make it to the top, it's almost uh, dark, but we made it. Oh, bro, that's crazy. For those of you who know, like, where we're talking about and stuff like that. Cause yeah, it's, it's gnarly. <laughs> that's gnarly. Yeah. I mean, and there's a bunch of that kind Neat of stuff. Neat story. Yeah. Like, um, my dad used to tell me stories that his mom used to tell him because they're from, like, North Shore, like, Waimea area. And they're like, oh, we used to go through the lava tubes and climb to the top. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, that sounds like, um, like, Burn know, Grotto. But, like, the, mm, ki- but, but there's like a the, tube there. Oh, no. Nice. Like, the wet K yeah. 5K area. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, they're okay, like you can th- climb out. Yeah, there's some stuff they climb to the top through the <laughs> tubes. And I was like, really? And maybe it's still there, but I never heard anybody doing it now. You know. I, I don't want to open a can of worms. Don't yeah. go. Don't do the fern grotto one. <laughs> yeah. Only because it gets really treacherous. Yeah. It might be covered by now inside the tube. Huh. Yeah, so Small. I mean, mm. yeah, Barely I, I, fit. I couldn't handle. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a phobia. That's yeah. for sure. No, hundred percent. Just talking about it, I see getting all the time. Like, no. I never uh, been. In <laughs> I never even been in wet cave. Yeah, I'm not going to jump in there. I'm good on that. Yeah, uh, uh, a tea leaf. (laughs) You know what's another interesting one? One of our first guests was my friend Kanoa Chung, and he's like an architect, but he's super. He went to Kamehameha, but he's super into like, um, like just old school Hawaiian. I mean, he was actually the first guy who gave me this book, like Hawaiian Planters, and that because I was into food, right? I was in like in New York cooking. And, like, so it was kind of this, w- like, way I'd read the book and, like, figure out, like, oh, the, just the systems, right? And, like, the purposefulness behind everything. But he's super into, like, peely grass. 
So yeah. he goes into like Healy grass and like oh, the, when Buffalo grass came and this happened and like this is how they used to make all the roofs and all this. Like he just gets super into Did it. Did he point out where they grew in abundance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now there, it's like being just yeah, wiped can, out by exactly. the invasives. Exactly. So he's like, oh yeah, it used to be everywhere. Now it's like harder to find there's like splotches here and there yeah on the way up to the front grotto yeah on the right hand side where people that look out above the mm -hmm. people go that whole area was just peaty wow yeah yeah so up on the top no the whole wall oh the, the wall the wall of the hill yeah it was all peely yeah from Did the bottom of the river right onto the top <laughs> that is yeah. that's unreal so bro. even in that aspect like everything's just changed right even though it's still whatever yeah. nature it's yeah. still like a whole different like ecosystem in some sense. Okay, that's a you know talk, that's a good topic too. You know, Pili people when they come to the museum, they ask about uh, what is the grass shack made of? What does it look like? And so I said, okay, we'll take you outside to the front of our garden, and you can see the Pili grass growing. Yeah. They go, are you serious? I go, yeah. And I go, have you touch it? You know, and you know we're on this new wave of everybody pivoted on this uh, way of um, sharing stories with our visitors it's not it's not sun surf and blah 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 anymore and nightlife it's it's come and learn how to respect mm -hmm. <laughs> you learn the, the, the way the Hawaiians respected the place I mean that's what we do now mm -hmm. and, and so we literally take them to see and touch and feel like the Pili. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, people like that even more so now. Um, so our museum has seen a change in the demographics of people. You know, it's, it's the days of only our parents and grandparents in museum, that's out the window. It's everybody now. Yes. And the kids are encouraging even locally. You know, Saturdays is still free. I think by the end of the year we're going to stop it, but because uh, we have to mm -hmm. uh, for Kamaina, uh, and um, but the, it's the kids that encourage the parents to come and see the museum. They don't want to come; they want to just drop the kids off, and we, we can babysit them for a couple of hours or whatever. They'll leave them, but oh, <laughs> they come in and it's like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a whole different attitude now. But it's the kids that are. Being the voice for the museum more than anything else, we, we, we've seen the changes. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, even locally, never stepped. They never stepped into the museum. No, hundred percent. I mean, I think we told you I've been there before. Yeah, but it wasn't like common. You know, yeah. so and even when we went in the time we talked to you, right, it was all different than when I had gone in. Because sure. I think I mean I might have gone in for a field trip or something. Sure, like sure. Back in the day, you know, yeah. so it's one of those things where you're like. Growing up here, you don't even necessarily go. Yeah, it's it's not on your it's not even on your list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like you go in and then you realize there's all exist. these things yeah. you don't know. And you're like, yeah. oh wait, this is pretty cool. You know, well, I think each moku and each island should have, you know, the museum. It got to be at that place to tell your story because it people are interested. The kids are interested more so now. Ah, sorry. Um, because they want to know um, who their leaders were back in the mm -hmm. day, you know, back in the 1700s, 1600s, mm -hmm. whenever, what was life like, mm -hmm. 
you know, they're, they're more interested now because it really, the, the platform of sustainability is huge. It's huge. People is, are more interested in the way of life back then. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's a benefit for us, it is. You know, people really want to know the backstories and so forth. And uh, that's why the demographics has changed, you know, um, to see younger parents coming in and wanting to learn. We just had a, a girls' baseball, softball team. They came through two weeks ago, and they were headed to play in California or whatever, a bunch of all-star kids, girls, 12 years old. You you would think they would fold their hands like, oh, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. But they're genuinely, I mean, they're genuinely interested Mm -hmm. um, to learn stories and uh, of what really took place, and, you know, even like sports, I mean, they... Next time, another time we'll talk about makahiki and so mm-hmm. forth, you know. Um, those kind of questions, surfing questions, um, or just eating food questions. Mm-hmm. You know, so, And then you see the parents get engaged. It's like, oh, this is good. This yeah. is beautiful. Um, but if it wasn't for the kids, they, they wouldn't come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's changing over time. Yes, it's many small steps, mm-hmm. but... Many small steps take you up to the top of the mountain, like the stairway. Yeah, <laughs> the you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, but we'll get there to, to make sure. And, and, and it really instills um, pride um, into our local community, um, the beauty of Kauai, mm-hmm. the many treasured stories we have, the history mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, but, you know, to each his own, uh, but most times people come and they're like, that's the one thing they say, wow, we've never been here. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that. Like, Because okay. it's dead center, right in the middle, mm. like of driving everywhere, and then you kind of pass it a bunch, and it's like, you know, it's a nice old building, but then yeah. you just never, like, stop. You never, like, think to stop. Yeah, it's kind of a spooky old building sometimes. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, by the way, that's it. I, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank I you. I got to go you. back to the spooky building. Yeah. <laughs> nah, thank you. Thank you for hopping on, oh, uh, yeah, you know, all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, um, this was fun, man. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, again, mahalos for tuning in to another episode of Houses Podcast. If you guys are in the area or are visiting Kauai, you guys be sure to check out the Kauai Museum. Give Brother Chucky Boy Chalk a visit. And, um, yeah, guys, till the next time. All right. Mahalo, Chucky Boy, for coming, for real. Mahalo, Nui. Aloha. Yep. Aloha. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I mean, I hope we got enough oh, meat there. Yeah, no, it's tons. That, that's the thing. It's like a lot of it's just people want to hear it, yeah? They okay. want the story. They want the banter. They want... I, did, I, I, I didn't even say that David Kahiapo was the carpenter that helped build... Kane's house. <laughs> oh, Jack's house. Jack, oh, yeah. 